Ladies, it's time to level up. Welcome to the podcast where women share their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. So whatever level you're on, please embrace it and get ready to go to the next level. Let's level up. Well, hello, Victoria. Thank you so, 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 so much for agreeing to be um, interviewed on the Level Up podcast. So if you would, please introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Victoria and my unmarried status is engaged and my level is self-love. Self-love, I love it. That is actually a really great level to be on. Um, it's usually when, uh, you get to that level of self-awareness, you are identifying your strengths and your values and continuing in your healing process. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit more about your engagement. So congratulations, by the way, I can't wait until your wedding. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. But tell us a little bit about your engagement and how it happened. And, um, you know, just tell us about that. Well, I do tell people publicly that Will and I met on Plenty of Fish website online. I love it. And um, when we met online, we, you know, we did the the normal talking and then I was like, "Mm, nah, he's not my type. You know, just the conversation. I was like, nah, he's a little rough around the edges, but I have to remember where I'm at. You know, he's in, he's from Miami. I'm from Ohio, Atlanta. So it's like, I'm used to a little more toned down type of guy. So we didn't meet up for a year in something. We met up on around January, 2019 online, but we didn't meet in person until July, 2020. So we in the middle of a pandemic, we didn't have an opportunity to kind of go on dates. So I kind of met up with him at his house because I was supposed to go see his barbershop. We had stayed friends online, Instagram and all that. And then when I pulled up to his house, He was like, oh, I'm already closed for the day. I said, well, let's just ride up to the barbershop. I still want to see it. He had just got his new barbershop. Mm -hmm. So I went, we hung out there for a little bit. He had a bottle of wine in the refrigerator. He's like, you want to drink this later? I was like, yeah. (laughs) So later came and that's the story, you know? So we've been (laughs) together since that day. And then a year from the day we met, he proposed um, when we had a little party. So my mom was here. My daughter was here. You know, our friends were here. So we we had a party and he proposed at the party. Wow. Two things that I got out of that story. A couple of things. But one thing I wanted to dig deeper into is when you said he was a little rough around the edges. So oftentimes we as black women, we are known to be, you know, like, um, I don't know, I guess just like set in our ways. We're not settling. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Like we have this list, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of know what we want, especially once we've reached 40, like beyond 40, it's like, yeah, no, I'm not playing those games. I don't want that. So what made, was he persistent? Like what made you be like, you know what? I'm going to get this dude to try. He was not persistent. He was, <laughs> he told me in the beginning, the, the January 2019 that women got it twisted. Women think they're the prize, but really, really we are the prize. So he was like, I'm the prize. I'm like, no. So of course 
that was me like now nah, th- that was on my list like nope 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 yeah but then when I got to know him a year later got to see him in person see how he is then I realized that he is what he said you know he was everything that he said he was he was this kind of guy he he don't play this he don't take that and I, me being very Scorpio I had to tone down who I was in a sense where I'm like, okay, well, I can't run over this guy. Mm-hmm. And, and those are the things, ironically, that I never wanted to do. If I can run over you, then you're not a challenge to me. You're not really all that interesting because I can make you do anything. Well, he will tell me no in a minute. And I used <laughs> to say, I need a man that will tell me no and sit the hell down sometime. Yeah. And yeah. he do that. And I'd be like, like a little puppy dog. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I want you to tell me that, but not right now, but I still love you. Cause you had to tell me that. So okay. that's, that's that, that rough around the edge. It's kind of like the bad boy that we really like, mm-hmm. but he's still a gentleman. He still does all the things that, you know, I want the gentleman to do. He does that. But when it comes to him standing up to me, him saying what he needs to say and not being afraid he does all that. And those were the things that I was missing in previous dating situations. So yeah, very different. I love that. I love that alpha male. I think yeah. as alpha women, we got to yeah. have an alpha male. Like there's no way we're going to have a beta male and he's going to be okay with us. Well, actually we're not going to be okay running over him. We need somebody to stand up and be like, yeah, no. <laughs> and that's so. exactly and the first time he told me no, I had a straight attitude. And I was like, you serious? He was like, yeah, I'm serious. And I'm like, but why? <clears throat> he, you know, he doesn't feel like he has to explain everything. Oh, wow. Because I, I feel it. like, because I feel like when I say no, I don't have to explain everything. So he, but he'll say, well, but when you do it, I'm like, ain't nothing I can say. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't, ain't no standards over here. Exactly. So he will let me know he will he will let me know when I'm doing that double standard business but it's so funny the same things I don't like about a person or a situation are the same things he don't like so when we talk about it it's like but when you do it and he like but when you do it and then it just ends up like okay so what we having for dinner because we (laughs) you know we both know that this situation how we feel about it and we don't argue about it Yeah, I love it. You said now in past relationships. So t- let's talk about that a little bit because you do have um, two daughters. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. What what were your past relationships? Have you been married before? Has he been married before? I have been married before. He has been married before. And it's so ironic, the timing. We both were married eight years um, and it ended. Um, and the thing about my first relationship with my daughter's, my oldest daughter's father, we were never married. And really that relationship was more like boyfriend, girlfriend, figuring each other out. He was older than me, but at that time I'm just 19. I don't really know much about relationships. I didn't have a whole lot of examples of good relationships. So I took on this person that I really didn't know And I was a little irresponsible. You know, I did not do the things I was supposed to do. I dropped out of college. You know, I went back to Columbus and started living this life with this this young man and ended up having a child. And that relationship was toxic. 
And once I realized I wasn't going to be with him anymore, I left him and he pretty much left his daughter. So they, they didn't develop a relationship until many years later, but if I had been more responsible at that time, then I wouldn't have put her through that. Um, but my youngest, we got married, I got married to her dad and he was a very nice man. We didn't have a whole lot of issues until we got married. You know, we dated a very short time. We thought our friendship was enough to keep the, uh, keep a relationship and a marriage and that didn't work. And, uh, we argued a lot. Mm. He tried to change me. I tried to change him and that doesn't work. So it ended. I get it. So my question to you is how are you, uh, how are you preventing that from being similar in your marriage to Will? Like what have you guys, what type of preparation have you guys done to make sure that this is your forever? I think the first thing that I would say is that we, one, we've been married before. So we kind of know what we didn't have the first time. And I won't say I was forced to be get into my marriage, but there were some signs that I saw that I did not take heed to in the beginning when I got married the first time. Like there were some, there were some red flags there that I just ignored. Mm-hmm. And this time, you know, I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at his persona. I'm looking at relationships with past people. I'm looking at his relationship with his parents and his siblings and and we all got a lot of baggage that we bring into relationships, but he never brought that baggage to me, even though he might still be dealing with the different things. So I feel like I've been his therapist a little bit because he hasn't really had outlets for somebody to just listen. And, but it is not, it's nothing that impacts me. So I think this time I'm more open to helping him grow as a man than trying to change him into being somebody that I think he should be. Cause I think he's already what I want him to be for me, but I still think I can benefit him by helping him grow. And he does the same thing for me in, uh, in the areas that I have my issues with. Cause he was like, you don't ever apologize. I'm like, but I do apologize. And then I thought about <laughs> it and I was like, I'll just go on. And I won't apologize. So he brings things like that to my attention and not while we're arguing it's when we're having regular conversations. So those things make it different than what I went through before. We would just argue before. You are listening to the Level Up Podcast where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony. I love that. So he has a level of patience and maturity, it sounds like, to help you see yourself and not feel like you're being attacked. Right. And I do feel attacked in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but the way that he makes me feel after he gets it all out, I have to appreciate that that's not what he's doing because Mm -hmm. I've had some people who would just let me say whatever I want to say, and they just let that go. 
well, he's not that type. He, we're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Cause the very first time we had a, I won't call it an argument, but like a disagreement, I was ready to get off the phone and he <laughs> called me back. And he was like, no, we're going to talk about this. I'm like, I'm looking at the phone. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Who is this that said telling me, no, we're going to, and we actually had to talk it out. And then after that, it was like, okay, so what are we eating for dinner later on? Like that's, yeah. that's always our, when we done, we start talking about what's next. So, yeah. I love that. Now, do you feel like your past relationships has affected how you view yourself today? I know they have an effect on your relationship, but how about the way that you view yourself, especially in, in your level of, of self-love? I think they do have an effect or they have had an effect. I won't say now because me and Will have been together almost two years. So I've had a chance to start sharing the self-love that I was developing over the, the years of just doing me and being by myself. But I cried a lot of times when I felt like somebody didn't want me for this reason or that reason, you know, I went through a whole lot of, you know, issues with, you know, confidence, thinking that I did, I wasn't enough or, you know, one person, I was much older. I didn't, I couldn't have any children for that. Like there was a lot of things that I went through when I was single that now I feel like I'm kind of leveled out Mm -hmm. where I'm not trying to impress uh, Will. He knows who I am with with everything. I don't have to cover up. I don't have to hide anything. And really, we're just working together on each other. You know, we give our our reminders to each other or our accountability of, okay, oh, you need to do this. Or you need to do that. And not, well, you this and you that. So it, he knows how to nicely tell me when I need to do things that I need to do without telling me in a way that makes me feel self-conscious or anything like that. Cause let me tell you, he can, he can burn in the kitchen. Oh, and, I love and when I tell you he, he's a night owl. So he likes to eat late. He likes to stay up late. And I did all that for the first year and something. Now I'm like, okay, I'm going in the room because he likes to stay up, but I gained weight while since we've been together. So I'm like, okay, I need to work on losing some pounds because not just for the wedding, but just period, because I know my family history and I know how things can get out of hand. But I said, you know, he loves to cook. He loves me to eat his food. So I said, we need to work on the the meals and the portions together. So, you know, so yeah, he, he makes me appreciate even where I'm at I don't I might even be at self-esteem or I, I could be at all these levels probably mm-hmm. um but the one that I, that did stand out was self-love to me so well that that's beautiful I love the fact that you said you know you you have in the past you've struggled with confidence and and covering up or minimizing who you were. And with him, it's like, you can be your whole self and he's accepting it, but also refining you to be the best version of yourself. Like Mm -hmm. that, that lets you know when you're in a relationship, a good relationship, because it's reciprocated and you feel, Mm -hmm. you feel your best. Like, you know how you're in a bad relationship and they bring out the worst in you. Mm -hmm. A good one is going to bring out the best in you. And people are like, yeah, she did, she that. And you're like, yes, I am. I have changed. Yes, I have matured. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am growing. So 
how does your younger um, Victoria and the version of today differ most um, from a self-esteem perspective? Well, I think when I was younger, I just, I was lost a lot of the years and a lot of it had to do with not having the right direction when I was growing up as far as what, what I need to do. I tell people I've been, I've been to 10 different colleges. I got five degrees. I owe the government a whole lot of money. And, <laughs> and a lot of people who look at them like, oh, you did, you've done a lot. I said, but that's, that's, you know, the word is not coming to me, but that that's an indication of how lost I was, that mm -hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know where I wanted to be. I didn't this, didn't that. And that was me at 20, 19, 20, on up to 30 something. And now I feel like when I look back on my younger self, I'm like, dang, if I had just had one thing or one person to really mentor me, I would be in a different place. But then I say, if I did have that person, I wouldn't have all the experiences that I have. So I do appreciate everything that I've experienced, the people, the education, the jobs. And I just take all that experience into every situation that I'm in. There, there's no table that I can't sit at, you know, and that's kind of how I feel my years have, have, they have taught me that, you know, I can sit in any room with anybody and a lot of people would never know the things that I've done as a, as a professional, even, even personally. I love it. I know we re reconnected a few years ago and I was just so impressed. I went to your book signing. It, it was a book and a movie. And oh I was yeah. Like, oh my goodness. I was so impressed. Like, look at Victoria. I was like, wow, this is amazing just to see where you've come because, um, you know, people don't know, but we went to high school together. We're really good friends in high school. And then once high school was over, we both took our own path. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like you. I had went a lot of different ways, you know, had got the degrees, but just went to a lot of different schools, had a lot of different positions and finally to a place where I feel stable and um and I feel like I've gotten to a level of maturity, but mm -hmm. I was so, so excited to reconnect and so, and so proud, so proud of you, so proud of all of your accomplishments. I want to ask you, um, is there anything you wish you knew about relationships when you were younger? I did hear you when you said, you know, if I, if I had that mentor, maybe I wouldn't be in the place I am or learned as much as I did, but is there like one thing where you like, man, I wish I'd have known this because it would have kind of changed the trajectory or got me to this place a little sooner? It's always one of those timing answers. You know, I say that, but at the end of the day, timing always has, timing always wins when it comes to that. So I really wish in my 20s, I knew that I didn't know myself. I wish I knew that I didn't know myself because I wouldn't have got married at 24. And because by the time I knew myself, I was 29, 30, and I was wanting out of the marriage. And, and it wasn't because he was the worst person in the world. We probably could have stayed together, even if it was miserably for another five years and things could have got better. But at that time, I, I had an awakening and I'm like, okay, this is not what I want. Um, and it wasn't that I wanted freedom to go find this Mandingo somewhere. It was just like, 
I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. So right now I just want to be by myself. Mm -hmm. So I do wish I had, you know, sometimes went back and say, okay, if I knew at 24 that I was still, my, my frontal lobe wasn't quite developed, then I would have waited. But of course, um, now 40 something, I'm like, okay, I know. I know what I want to do. I know who I want to be with. I know who I would want to be with for the rest of my life, this type of person. And I didn't have no list per se, but there were some things that I knew um, about the person that I wanted. And having motivation and ambition was definitely on the list. And I don't have any issues in that area. So I love that. I, I'm i going to show my list one day, but I, my list was ridiculous. Like it took up the whole page. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say, you had just a few things on your list. Is there anything on your list where you feel like, you know what, maybe that was not realistic? And the reason why I'm asking that is because we are encouraging women who are at all different levels, right? All different levels of the spectrum, all different unmarried statuses. And then sometimes we as Black women, we, a lot of us that are in leadership roles or in like a prime in our careers or whatever, we are single. We are single because we don't feel like nobody's gonna measure up, right? We don't feel like uh, we wanna compromise. So is there anything on your list where you was like, girl, that's ridiculous. Like you need to grow up, that's okay. Like, was there anything on there where you were like, yeah, no, that was my younger self putting that picture in my mind and it's not real. Nah, not really, because I think I think I've always been a realist when it comes to relationships. Um, I never had a physical requirement because I've dated small, I've dated heavy set, I've dated skinny, I've, I've dated, I've dated, you know, anything that if the person met my personality, then they were good with me. And the only other thing that I might say is, you know. I did go through my love languages and I was dating a guy that had two jobs and always taking on an extra day. If you didn't have time for me, you could have all the money in the world, but if you didn't have no time, you was X'd off. You know, I had intimidated men who didn't make as much money as I made because of their intimidation. They, they was X'd off the lid because they weren't able to give me everything that I needed. So I don't feel like I really had a, unrealistic now I do have I do go by the 80 20 rule mm -hmm. and you know even with Will I may have a couple he got some quirks about him that I'm like okay that's that's nothing but it's nothing that I would be like you know no that 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 one one uh, of the 20 for 10 10 of the 20 percent I I can't deal with that there's nothing um with Will that I would be like no You are listening to the Level Up Podcast, where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony. I love that. Oh, he, he's, my, he's my person. I love it. Jimbo hates when I say he's my person. He's like, no, I'm your man. Like he he'll like those gender neutrals. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So when you have an alpha, they don't, they don't they don't they don't play, don't. That. They don't play that. 
So tell us a little bit about your um, future plans, your marriage, your, tell us like what y'all going to do, like any common goals you have, like, have y'all thought into that or tell us a little bit more about that. We, we do talk a lot. We talk a lot. We, we, we talk a lot. This is the, this is one of the, first of all, he is uh, a history buff. And so he is the most intelligent man that I've ever dated. I so, that. and I tell him He's that you're smart. Okay, he, I love it. <laughs> he was like, I might be from the streets, but I ain't ghetto. And he said, I'm, and he said, I'm smart. I said, yeah, you're smarter than me. He said, I ain't smarter than you. I'm like, yeah, you are. But we, we argue about that. Like, you know, play that he will sit here and watch history channel and just learn, just soaking up knowledge. Yeah. And, um, but we have, um, a great uh, relationship when it comes to talking. So we do talk about our plans. Um, he, the, that's the reason why he's going into real estate. He's a barber by trade. So he's ready to, you know, leave barbering, barbering eventually after he gets his barbershop, he just wants to have a barbershop and just collect money, but he wants to get into real estate and I've had my license. So we want to do it together. We're going to eventually leave this area of South Florida and move somewhere up north, maybe Orlando, somewhere like that. And, um, you know, just enjoy life with our dog and travel. You know, he wants to go to Egypt. Um, I want to go to Egypt. You know, he wants to, he's never really been out of the country like I have. So there's so many places that he hasn't been. And so traveling is on our list as well. So we, we have, we have retirement ideas, mm-hmm. you know, more mm-hmm. so than, you know, just building, just, I'm tired. I'm not tired of working, working, but I'm tired of starting over. So yeah. I'm really ready to just settle and establish what we want to establish and then be able to enjoy, you know, the rest of the years that we have together, because, you know, my jeans is long. My <laughs> jeans is long. My dad is 84. He'll be 84. My grandmother was 95 when she when she passed. Wow. So I take after my dad's side. Now my mama's <laughs> side, they they you know, they a little younger. <laughs> but my dad's side, that's who I take after. Yeah. So I say, I got a long time. So I need you to be, I need you to be around for, for yeah. the long haul. So not working hard is definitely our plan working smarter i love it how's your um business going which bit the the arts business yeah the art studio the art studio closed okay last year um the end of last year the overhead the overhead was expensive and Mm -hmm. you know it was the it was a great experience i would not trade it Mm -hmm. um it's just when it started to slow down the business started to slow down so did the finances so I had to make a quick decision to, you know, close it. But, you know, we already have ideas to open up another studio once things settle down for us. And that's just something that I ultimately want to do. I have not painted since then. And that's the craziest oh. part. I, lo- I love painting. But sometimes, wow. you know, it's almost like writing a book. When you get that uh, block, you, you don't do nothing. And true. I haven't picked up a brush since, since then. That's interesting. One one of the visions that just came to my mind when you were talking about opening something else and him getting a barbershop, y'all space can be multi-used. 
You yeah. know, it could be a barbershop in the day and a studio at night or whatever. Or y'all can have such a large space that you do it in different rooms. Like, yeah. I, I mean, that's just what popped in my mind. But I, I love the fact that y'all are already thinking about the future, not just the right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. I think a lot of folks, um, one of the ladies I had interviewed for the podcast, she was talking about how with her marriage, she didn't think about the future. She just thought about the right now. And so she spent all this money and the marriage didn't even last six months. Mm. She thought about the wedding and and not about how are we gonna live together? Like, what does that look like? Like, what do we want? What do we have in common? Like, what do, what do we, what would we have to compromise? And I think it's important um, that we as women, we think beyond the right now, because when we just thinking about right now, it may not go any further, right? Okay. Because right. we've not planned for it to do so. So right. Well, we I appreciate that. And the wedding for us too, of course, it was for me. And that's what he said. Oh, the wedding is for you. It's for you. <clears throat> and I said, well, you know, I want it to be for both of us, but of course, you know, as soon as I say it's for me, it's for me. <clears throat> He wants to make sure he puts his input in. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought this was for me. But but he um he was fine with going to the courthouse mm-hmm. and just doing it and not really doing a wedding. But of course, since neither one of us had one the first time, that's the only reason why it kept coming up. And um, but we're keeping the stress level down when it comes to that. We way past the wedding. Like we're talking about next year, like that date it kept slipping my mind for a minute now okay we get married <laughs> what day in so it's not consuming us i love you know. that um and and i'm glad we pushed it out cuz it was originally march 20th um don't know why i was crazy thinking we was going to do a wedding and moving at the same time but when we pushed it out it was like okay i can breathe a little bit and even with that breathing it's like okay it's not that serious we're paying these people to have everything together even if we not didn't bring in that one decoration, uh-huh. the venue would be fine without anything we would add. And um, and outside of that, you know, we, you know, like I say, it's just getting the money to them and paying, which yeah. is fine. I, you know, I've never had a wedding before, so I am not used to paying, you know, a hundred dollars a plate for a person. But <laughs> thank, thank you for my plate. <laughs> you know, so it's like. But at the end of the day, you know, since we neither one of us had one before, we said, let's have a party. So yeah. we're thinking of what we're doing as a party. It's I a wedding, it. but it's a, he likes to entertain, you know, he likes to cook and entertain. So it's, it's, it all kind of goes with both of our personalities. So that's the main reason. Cause I thought about not, not doing a wedding and just eloping and saving the money. And then it's like, if we don't do it, I'm going to always think about, I should have done I want to do it. And, and I love the fact, I love y'all's theme. I don't know how much you want to put out in the streets, but I love the theme. I'm so yeah. excited. Like, and I'm glad you just mentioned March 20th because I was tripping. I was like, I thought it was March, but it's August. Cause we were about to get our tickets. And then I went and looked at the RSVP and I was like, wait, what? Okay. Cause I just knew it was, cause I got an event March 19th in Columbus. 
So oh, okay. I was going to leave Columbus Mar the night of March 19th and then fly there to be for the... And then I was like, I don't know what happened, but okay, it's in August. We good. <laughs> yeah, it's in August. And, and it was originally March 19th. Okay. And um, so, but because we moved the date, <clears throat> it gave us so much more flexibility. Yeah. Um, and that's why we have the website too for anybody who's who has RSVP for the wedding. It keeps you updated. Yes. But no, I don't have no problem sharing the theme. I'm, I'm, we, we were saying Harlem Nights, but we really are like Harlem Renaissance as far as history. But Harlem Nights is what people know. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're, feathers is it, no flowers. I'm not, there's, there will be not one flower at the wedding. Ooh. Um, so it'll That's be all feathers, um, ostrich feathers mostly. And um, the colors is blue, uh, royal blue, silver. And um, my dress will be cream or ivory. He's still deciding. It might end up being white. It, 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 him finding a suit is going to determine the color of my dress. If he can't find an ivory suit, then I'll end up in a white dress. But um, but we're that part. Like I said, it's easy. You are listening to the Level Up Podcast, where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony. Easy. That part is easy. Shopping is easy. Yeah. The yeah. planning part and getting everybody together that part is you know when we get closer to it we'll be dealing with that but yeah so we're excited and my mom already got her dress and Aww. showed me her dress and the girls getting their dresses so everything is coming together I love it what would you say that at this point in your relationship what's your biggest challenge <sighs> let me say I think right now where we are, we're really comfortable with just saying whatever we feel. Um, and recently, you know, I may say something and not want to go back to it. And it's not even an argument or anything. So I think really challenge. It's kind of hard because we're packing right now. Because <laughs> I'm like, why have I packed up all the boxes? And so it's it's more like sometimes I think that he waits for me to tell him what what needs to be done mm -hmm. um, versus him just taking the initiative. Um, but if he takes the initiative and he does it wrong, then he's like, well, see, this is why I didn't want to do it. And I'm like, so it's partly me why he may not do that sometime, but that might be the one challenge where... I might need him to take the initiative more. Um, and I don't know what his challenges are with me because, you know, he says I'm perfect and mm -hmm. he don't say perfect, perfect, but he said, you know, I don't have a problem with you. I don't have a problem with it. And I'm like, great. I guess I'm doing a good job, you know? <laughs> um, but me as a woman, there's always something. I always, you know, feel like, okay, can you do, can you, can you wash the dishes? Can you take the trash out? Can you? And that's just, me being a woman I, I feel like you know sometimes I want want him to do a little more but to be honest when I compare and I think I've heard somebody say you know he might not pick up his shoes but diggle your shoes over there 
So my <laughs> shoes be right there, his shoes be right there. So it's like, you can't be complaining about his shoes being over there. If your shoes is over there. So yeah. I have to come to a, 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 you know, a little moment with myself where I just be like, okay, let me just get both the shoes yeah, and be done with it. So Are y'all okay. doing premarital counseling? No, we haven't done any counseling. I actually thought about doing therapy or counseling uh, recently, but um, no, we actually have a metaphysicist doing our ceremony. So I may ask her to do a couple of sessions with us or with us separately or whatever, um, because I don't think there's anything we're holding back from each other, mm-hmm. but if there's any, any advice or anything that she could give us to keep in mind or to keep working on. Do you do counsel? Yeah, definitely. De- oh, I you- definitely uh, believe in therapy um, and counseling. No, no, uh, no. Do you do counseling? As do an individual? You- no, no, no. Oh, oh, couples therapy. Yes. Do you offer? I do. I do offer <laughs> couples counseling. Yes, I okay. do. Yes, okay. Yes, I do. Um, yes, I do. So what I, the reason why I ask is because there's so much that can come up just by things that we don't even think, you know what I'm saying? There, there may be simple triggers, like simple questions. And then the answer that he gives may allow you to think, oh, I want to, I want to explore that a little deeper. Or the answer you give may allow him to want to explore that deeper. And so I think it's important. And some people don't think it's important, but I think it's important because you got to, as my, as I tell a lot of couples, you have to see people. It's not about time sometimes because mm-hmm. there's people that get married after three weeks of knowing each other, but it's about situations and circumstances. You need to see Will under pressure. You need to see him angry. You need to see him sad. You need to see him wanting. And, and the same for him. He needs to see you in those, in those um, situations. And so it's beautiful when you understand if I'm in this situation, here's how I can expect him to respond. But if I've never been in that situation, he's never seen me in that situation, then I don't know what to expect. Yeah. And so I think it's important to talk about those things, to identify them, and then also to understand the triggers that's going to come up because they will. Yeah. <laughs> they will. Triggers from your last relationship, triggers from your last marriage, triggers um, that you weren't even aware. I mean, I still have them. We all have them. Yeah. Um, the first time, uh, Jimbo and I went on a trip, we were getting out the car. We parked the car in a long-term parking. We're getting out the car and he grabbed his bag and he didn't grab mine. Girl, I bust out crying like a baby and I couldn't even identify what, why I was crying initially. It wasn't until we got on the plane and we were riding and my tears never stopped. And it wasn't like a, it was just like a, you know, just tears. Like emotional. Emotion. Yeah. And I yeah. couldn't, I was like, what, am, what is going on? Well, as I'm processing, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm so used to my ex-husband doing everything. That man would have had two, two bags in each hand, a bag on his back. He, he just did, wouldn't allow me to, to pick up anything. And so that was a trigger for me because we traveled so much, we did so much, and he did so much for me. And my expectation of Jimbo was to do the same thing and not Mm -hmm. even actually verbalizing that. Mm -hmm. And so once I was able to identify that's the trigger for me and verbalize it to him, 
he, you know, it was just like for him, he was like, okay, you know, I, I definitely, cause he thought you such an independent woman, alpha female, you want to carry your own bag. <laughs> so yeah. he realized this was something I even wanted, expected or anything, but it's definitely something he would have done without a question. Right. So that's what I mean by identifying those triggers and, and even allowing yourself to process them before you even talk about them. Right. Because it's so important. You could say some things and that that not be really how it's how you're feeling. But once right. you really take the time to process those thoughts and those feelings, you're like, oh, I was expecting that and I never even told you. Right. You know, and so things like that. And so when I when I think about that, those triggers and those things like that, I think about I wanted to ask you, are you do you have certain triggers and do you feel like you're healed from your past? I mean, I think I do have triggers. Um it could be different things. Um, one of them could be similar to what you said. I'm used to um, my ex doing, and even though it's been over 12 years since 13, 14 now, since I've been with him, I never lived with another man in between mm-hmm. that time. So right. when a man started living, we started living together, I'm still used to a man doing these things because we live together. So it wasn't, it wasn't, emotional triggers I would get more like irritated Mm -hmm. so I would be like well why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that or I'm used to this or I'm used to that and to be honest we try to put men in gender roles where they have to do this and he was like there's no rule that says that that men got to do this and he's right there is no rule it's just that's what I was used to so we worked through that and a lot of it has to do with the gender role responsibility who's supposed to cook who's supposed to clean who's supposed to do laundry who's supposed to and to be honest neither one of us like to do laundry so <laughs> if one, if neither one of us like to do laundry and it'll sit in that basket for a week or two neither one of us care we're just gonna get in there get what we need out of it and not finish it mm-hmm. but it, it ha- we have to come to that understanding that somebody has to do it regardless of us not neither one of us liking it but previously I didn't have to do laundry. I didn't have to iron my clothes. I didn't have to do none of that. That was all done for me. You are listening to the Level Up Podcast, where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony. So it's like, now I'm like, oh, so you don't do this or you don't, you, you don't do that. But, and it's like, well, what's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me, but I'm used to this. But in the, in the crazy thing, it's been so long ago. Why am I still conditioned like that? But it's because even though that relationship didn't work, I was used to a man doing those things. But aside from that, the triggers aren't, there's nothing else negative. It's more domestic things that I'm, you know, when you when you put men in certain categories that they have to do this or they should do that. And he's broken those down for me. Like, no, this is not a man's job. This is not a woman's job. It's whoever's available to do the job at the time. That's who should do it. Um, and, you know, he basically is like, your hands get dirty just like mine. And as an independent single woman for all these years, they have been. I've been doing everything yeah. by myself all this time. So why all of a sudden now I ain't supposed to do it? 
So I'm so glad you brought that up. What would you say to a woman that's like you, that's been independent for a long time, get in a relationship and somewhat um, nitpick like certain things that the man does because of our expectations, our past relationships, what would you say, what type of advice would you give to a woman that is going through that? Like, I, I love when you said the 80-20, that's some really good advice, but what else would you give or would you just stick with that? Well, no, 80-20, cause I talk to my, my oldest daughter about relationships all the time and we talk about 80-20. But I feel like as a, first of all, the whole independent woman thing, I, I, I get it for the movement when it was great. But once you realize how that creates a, a you know, you know, you got an independent woman on your forehead, men who don't understand what you had to go through to be that just feel like, okay, well, you be independent then you can, you know, you can do everything. So I feel like women have to understand that being independent does not mean that we're not dependent. We need to understand that we do need a man to do certain things, but not because he's just a man. We want to be partners or co-whatever co in a relationship, co-take out the trash, co-take out, do the dishes, co-cook, whatever. <laughs> where you, you cannot have the, the highest expectation where the man is going to give you 80% of everything. It's not going to be that way. It's going to be some days he might give you 50. Some days he might give you 75. It just depends. And you have to be willing to pick up the difference if that's the relationship that you want. But it can't be a consistent thing where you're never getting fulfilled because then, you know, that's not going to help in the long run. But for what I've been through, you know, I do get 80, sometimes 90% of what I want. And that 10% is like, it's like dropping a, a, a drop in a bucket because I can never complain about that 10%. And then some days I might get 75, but that means I got to pick up the difference. So women have to be willing to put their independence aside. Um, one, if you want a, a man who is going to really love you and take care of you, you can't control him. You can't say, oh, this is the man's job because that's, you know, you can ask him, but if he says no, you got to be willing to do what needs to be done. And, and I told him this recently, I said, when we move, you're going to start putting gas in my car. And he was like, why got I put gas in your car? I'm like, because I'm, because I'm asking you, he was like, but then this is the thing. He'll never answer. But when we move, we'll see, because sometimes he don't even want to tell me yes, because he don't want to commit, but he'll still do it. Uh -huh. so, yeah. Yeah. it's so funny our expectations I was talking to one of my clients recently I said why do you have that expectation why you know sometimes it's just the bottom line of get drilling down to oh you know why because my daddy did that for my mommy you know yeah. or this is or my ex did that for me or whatever but this is a whole new relationship and yeah. sometimes they will do it because you want them to, but it's not something that they're used to doing. That's never been their expectation. Right. And I speak to women all the time that feel like, oh, it's supposed to instantly be perfect or it's supposed to instantly be good. And I'm like, no, you work up to that. Like you, there's people who's been married for 40 years still argue every day about different dumb stuff. My so you got to work up to that perfection in your relationship and nothing's perfect. But I, I, I talked to this woman just the other day and she was just like, Oh, I was like, how y'all doing? She was like, oh yeah, that's over. And I was like, 
a minute. What happened? And she was like, yeah, girl, he did blah, 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 blah. And I said, were you expecting him to come to you with no baggage, with just all his imperfections being healed? And she was like, yeah. I was like, well, you have baggage. You're not healed. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why do we have these expectations of other people that we don't even have on ourselves? It's unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he told me. And my dog is barking. So I'm going to, can I go get him real quick? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. One second. <laughs> you like you just had me outside in that hot sun <laughs> no okay so now, did, did y'all get the dog together yes he was a baby oh that's your covid puppy yep this is our covid baby oh, and man. he's big too but um so yeah we we have um i have learned to manage my expectations Love it. And managing my expectations means looking at how I'm asking one, um, why I'm asking, and if my if I'm asking based on some previous relationship or previous situation. And a lot of times, you know, when I do that, because if he doesn't do it, I'm I'm sitting there like, you know, in my feelings, like, okay, so you know, why doesn't he want to do it? And then I have to evaluate, you know, is it really that serious? that I have this expectation or that he actually does it. And then I, I, I pull my scale out and I weigh things and I'm like, okay, it's not that serious. Yeah. And like you said earlier, once you turn 40, you do, you do have a, a, a new sense of who you are and what you want and what you're going to put up with. And I'm just like, is it really that serious? And I, and I say no. And if mm-hmm. I say yes, then we going to hash it out but usually it ends up being a, it's not that serious because it doesn't outweigh all of the other things that I actually do receive from him in a relationship that I was never receiving. Cause he asked me, why you love me? Why you, you know, I'm like, cause you're like nobody I've ever been with in my life. And I have had a lot of relationships and situationships Mm -hmm. and one marriage. and, And I'm just like, this is, this is unique. So I, I'm going to encounter different situations that I never encountered before. And you're going, you're, you're like that person. And I'm like, so how is it that we can have this little fuss and then can't still want to be up on each other all day and <laughs> don't get tired. And when we in the bed together, if you sleeping on your side and I'm sleeping on my side, that's a problem. You know, it's like, if I ain't touching you and you're not touching me while we in the bed sleep, then something ain't right. So <laughs> we go through these little things like that it was like before I'm like I didn't want nobody that much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted my space I wanted to be able to date you but I wanted my space but now no it's um where you at when you coming home but not in a controlling way but in a way right. that I miss you I want to be I want to be you. with you yeah. yeah that's beautiful I love it Victoria so what if you could identify one thing you need right now what is that thing what do you need mm, in my relationship or just in life or what where wherever that's just an open question I really think that I don't have any major wants other than a home that we can just settle in. That's it. You know, my kids are good. 
family is good. You know, I don't have any baggage from anything pending from previous people because people could be girls and men, no girlfriend. Like I don't have any of that drama in my life. And, and I've worked very hard to keep the drama down. Mm-hmm. I will, I will cut off a girlfriend or a guy in a minute because of the drama. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, that's pretty much how I've been living that. And, and I don't think that's why I moved to South Florida, but I feel like being down here, I've been able to meet different people from different cultures. You know, this is a melting pot here. So you can be Caribbean, Hispanic, you know, Haitian, Jamaican, Bahamian, mm-hmm. and just be around different people. And to me, that's what I enjoy. I love the beach so much. I, I don't ever want to leave it. Um, but really maybe a home that, that you are listening to the level up podcast where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level if you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know please share we look forward to hearing your testimony That would, that would set me up and, you know, put me in a place where I'm like, okay, now I can chill Okay. because we don't have that. I feel like we still gotta, we still moving, you know, what does your, what do you envision of your, you and, and Will's life on April? I'm sorry, not April, March 27th of 2027. So five years from now, what was your vision of your life? Um, by then we'll have our house, we'll have the barbershop and, you know, the art studio is always something I want to have, even if it's not my primary, um, business and that we are on our way to retirement because he'll be 55 and we'll be eligible to live in a 55 and older community. He's like, I'll be using my age. I'm like, but you know, first. um, so really, you know, we might have a grandkid by the end. So we'd be ready to, you know, be grandparents and just enjoy life because I, I, I don't know how I feel like sometimes I, I won't say I've wasted, but I look at the last, you know, 20 some years of my life and I feel like, dang, you know, I spent a lot of time. I won't say wasted. I spent a lot of time just trying to get to this place mm-hmm. at 40 something. Mm-hmm. And some people get this figured out early. And, you know, I don't know what life I'm on, but when it comes to, you know, me getting it figured out, I'm closer to figuring it out sooner. Um, and that, that to me is, you know, you know, it's enlightening to know that I'm close to where I really want to be. Not, I'm not too far, not too far. So my last question for you is if the world were frozen for 30 seconds and all of these women, these unmarried women who are ready to level up was listening to you, what would you tell them? Um, Self-discovery. It's almost the, the first level that you have on here because that was the beginning of me knowing, you know, who I was. And I, I cannot say that there is a 
magic age that you know who you are and who you want to have your life partner. But it is a moment that you have when you're absolutely sure about it. And that's where I'm at right now. I am sure about the person that I am with because I chose him and he chose me equally. It wasn't an imbalance in that. And I don't ever want to feel like I settled for anybody ever again, which is what I feel like in the beginning, I just got married, not because we really chose each other. So learning yourself, discovering who you are, who you want to be. And science says 25 and older. So I'm not really disagreeing with that. So if you're younger than 25, just continue enjoying life. And once you reach between 25 and 30, you should be at a place where you kind of understanding who you are as a woman, uh, or if this is for men as well, if you as a man, and then at that point, start moving to, you know, putting your life with somebody else's because being love at first sight as a teenager, that's great for the small percentage of people it works for, but that's not, that's not usually how it works. Mm-hmm. allow yourself to grow and develop first well thank you victoria i really enjoyed talking to you catching yes. up with you and just learning so much more about you and will i am so excited about your marriage i'm so excited about your wedding can't wait to come celebrate with y'all yes. and i'm just i'm just super excited about what life is doing and what life is giving for you and so i really appreciate you taking this time to speak with us today well, I appreciate the invitation. And anytime you have another one, I will be available. All right. Thank you so much. All right. You stopped the recording? Now I did. Yep. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Level Up Podcast where women share their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you heard anything that resonated with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share and know that whatever level you're on now, you can be ready for the next level. Let's level up.